This week on Moms Moving On. I think I say to a woman, you have to trust your gut, but then you have to, don't don't wait too long and, and do it the right way and just make, make the moves for yourself because you know what, life is short. And you're, you deserve to be happy. Your ex, your future ex-spouse deserves to be with someone who really loves them and deserves to be happy as well. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange your, you know, your spouse because it's not, it's not fair to them either. Like I always said to my ex-husband, you deserve to be with someone who worships you. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Okay, welcome back everyone to another Moms Moving On. I'm so happy you're here. Today, we're returning the favor. I have two beautiful blonde gals on with me. I was on their podcast two weeks ago. You may or may not have heard of this little show called Real Housewives of New Jersey, this best-selling book, Caviar Dreams on a Tuna Fish Budget, the beautiful Lexi B, real life of Mrs. <laughs> Lexi B, who's here with us today. We have Marge from the Real Housewives of New Jersey and Lexi. They are the proud ladies behind Caviar Dreams and Tuna Fish Podcast, which I was on. And now you're here with me today, and I'm so grateful. Say hello uh, to the moms oh, moving on world. Oh. Hi, Mom's Moving On. First of all, we're so happy to be here with you, Michelle, because we just loved having you on. And this is such an important podcast. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Because we're both, listen, I've been divorced. Lexi's a stepmother. I'm a stepmother twice. So this is so important. Well, and I'm really glad that we're talking about divorce and step parenting today from the other side, because most of my podcast is, is focused on getting through the divorce, getting through the legal process, overcoming the pain of you know, infidelity, narcissistic abuse, all of the things that you see as hot buzzword topics on social media these days. But you know, we don't talk about, we don't talk about the women who wake up in their marriages and say, something's not right. I am unfulfilled. I may need to seek this fulfillment elsewhere and move on with my life. You know, a lot of times we talk about, I had Frank Catania on the podcast and he he did a whole hour on why men cheat. And it was fascinating because everybody at that point was like, how could you hurt Dolores? You know, how could you do that to her? And we got this perspective and it's almost like we give men these free passes, you know, they, they're men, so they go do stupid shit. But when it comes to women, women have a completely different outlook on what they expect from a relationship. And when those needs aren't met, it's almost like we're villainized for making choice, oh. the same choices that men would make. Margaret, I know you could speak so, to that a little bit. Oh, I am constantly villainized. I've been villainized in the public eye. And it's interesting because I was honest how I met Joe and it was through an affair. And I think women are held to a different standard. Like we broke girl code because my husband was married to someone else. And, you know, how could we do something like this? How could we have an affair? How could a woman want to be satisfied and go outside of her marriage? And it is, people are human. It's much more common than people think. And I always say no one steps out on a happy marriage. It it happens. It's just like, there is something going on. There is a piece that's broken. Um, if one person's not happy, the other person's not happy. Uh, I, I, you know, someone's deluding themselves because you, you truly don't step out on a happy, unless you're a serial cheater and you have a real issue. But 
that wasn't the case. I was in a long-term marriage, which I consider a very successful marriage. We had a beautiful family. Everything was great, but our children were, were grown. And, you know, things were missing. I was a young woman when I married him. Should we have gotten divorced before? Of course, we probably should have gotten divorced before. Did I know Joe was going to come into my life? No. But, you know, things happen. Um, and when I, you know, people found out about the affair, you know, I really wanted to leave my husband. So I did, I did leave him, you know, we discussed it in therapy. He found out in therapy. Um, Joe also had left his wife, but she also wanted the divorce. They weren't a happy marriage, Mm -hmm. you know? And like I've said, I mean, if you are labeled a cheater, I mean, they forgive drunk driving. They forgive so many, you know, you know, crimes, true crimes, before they forgive an affair. For some reason, there is such a taboo on it. And especially the woman, the woman lured the Mm -hmm. man away. I mean, you see the comments on my social media, right? Lexi is insane. I see it too. And this is why I want to bring it up because, you know, you're doing what a lot of people don't do. You're, you're copying to it. You're owning it from, from day one that you were thrust into the public eye, you owned who you are, what you've been through and where you are now because of what you've been through. And most people don't do that. And I think that in itself speaks volumes to, listen, I made a mistake. I, I owned up to it. I, you don't have to be put through judge and jury to, to, I don't know, cleanse yourself of any guilt or whatever. Yeah. It's bizarre. And you know what? I'm not breaking. Everyone's like, you know, uh, Jennifer has said I've bragged about, you know, everybody has said I've bragged about anybody who has it in a version I'm not You're also not, allowed to be proud of your relationship with Joe though. Yes. And it, maybe mm-hmm. that that relationship happens in an unconventional way. Like Thank you don't you. have to yeah. sweep under the rug that you're proud of the man that you're with and you're in love the way you deserve to be in love. Yes, and and I adore him and I think I that's think exactly so. what it is. Thank you. That's a nice way of saying it. It's also a misconception that an affair is like a tarred affair, like, you know, like a passionate sexual encounters that happen so fast and that are so impulsive. There was nothing impulsive about the way you and Joe fell. No, in there love. wasn't. There wasn't. You became great friends and 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 built like such a loving. Yes, and it was. And I would say it was a slow burn, and it, it it wasn't an overnight thing, and it wasn't an easy decision. And I think because I chose happiness, and they and I think people expect women to sacrifice their own happiness. Yes. They, that's why I'm bringing this up. I, yeah, women should sacrifice their own happiness for the sake of keeping the family together yeah. is insane because I don't think that's a healthy thing to show your family uh, because what women aren't allowed to be happy, women aren't allowed to fulfill themselves. Is that what it is? We were put on this earth just to please everybody else and sacrifice ourselves. I, and I think that's what upsets so many people. Like, who does she think she is mm-hmm. to be? To make herself happy. Why is she putting her needs first? Listen, I always say, I, I hold the family together. I hold it together. If I'm not happy, mm-hmm. no one else is happy because mm-hmm. if I can't perform and be good for everybody else and work and be my best self, then I'm not good for anybody else to hold it together for everybody else. And I can't be the best mother. I can't be the best business partner. I can't be the best wife then, you know, or or partner or anything. I can't be my best self if I'm not happy. Well, and I think that's such an important message to send because I can't tell you how many women will say, you know, he's not a bad guy. I get these DMs all the time. I have everybody's deepest, darkest secrets. He's not a bad guy, but I have this connection with somebody else. What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like such a horrible person? 
it's it's the way we've been made to feel, right? And I'm not saying everybody go out and cheat if you're unhappy. That's not necessarily the answer either. But again, these things happen, which I I, I do believe most or all things for a reason. It leads you to the next place in your life, which is the other side of things. So now you got divorced. You Most people will say, yes, m- most people will say you don't, I've heard you don't end up with your affair partner. It never works like that, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. You hear that a lot. But it it happened with Joe and I. I truly believe we were meant to be together. We did a lot of work to be together, and it was it was very. Can you can you speak to that kind of work? I'm interested because yes, we did we did a lot of work to be together. We we did we we did sacrifice. uh, a lot of time. Listen, we we did have an affair. We did we discussed what that meant for both our respective families, blending the the kids together. Which you know, I did share that two of my stepkids weren't speaking to me, but I have a biological son. He has two children. You know, one of my thank God I'm healing with you know one the uh, my other stepchild. But between us, there's six there's six kids. Mm-hmm. You know, this and everyone's always like, ah, your kids don't talk to you. That's not true. Um, I just keep it very private you know, what, what that would mean for us. Um, I adore my ex-husband. I really do. And Joe has to, I said, you know, he'll always be a part of my life because, you know, we're great co-parents that Joe would have to deal with that. You know, it was just what was, I, I made poor Joe live around the corner from my ex-husband. That was work. You know, it was just, there were certain sacrifices we both would have to make. And we moved in together. Um, we did move in together, right? when I moved out of my house, that is true, which is a taboo a little bit, but we were together for a while. But it was funny when I, right when I got divorced, Joe said to me, we're getting married right away. I said, wow, what's the rush? What's this? What's that? He goes, we didn't go through all this not to be married. And you I know said, what? I love that he said that to you. Yes. And he said it to me and we were going to Vegas like a week later for a, a business licensing show. And I was with Lexi yeah. and this, uh, another gentleman, I work with Ralph, who's been in my life a very long time. And he was like, we're going to get married in front of Lexi and Ralph. We're going to elope. And that's it. He's like, I didn't do all of this. Oh my God. It was, it was so sweet. It they was, really are it was, it was a, a, a very romantic. And, you know, I do feel we're meant to be, be together and we have a very solid relationship and, and it is work. I mean, we don't always agree on every single thing, but we're, we have a beautiful relationship and, and I, and I do celebrate, but that doesn't come without problems. Just sometimes you know, I did so many family things with my, my kids, my other kids. Yes. Those days aren't the same. Right. Those big Sunday dinners with my ex-husband and my, my ex-in-law, you know, my, not my in-laws, his parents, they passed away who I love so much, but you know, my brother-in-law, my sister, we used to have a lot of good time. Yes. Those days were over, but we yeah. created new memories. And yeah. New- and I think, I mean, I'm all about shifting the perspective and, and that is a hard, I would say the first two years of anybody's divorce, it's like, Reacclimating to what life is going to look like. There is no more Sunday dinner, at least not the way you did it. The way your holiday tables look, the way the kids feel, things do shift. But if you find the beauty in that shift, that's what it's all about. So I want to go back to step parenting because a lot of times, yes. yes, this is where Lexi can chime in. A lot of times we get remarried after divorce for whatever reason, affair or no affair. That is a big next step for everybody. And I always get questions from step parenting magazines that I I love to answer because I think it's so important you speak to the complexities of being a step parent and, and what that role looks like truly from the inside of a blended family. Lexi, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? 
I mean, listen, I was a step parent from the moment I met my husband. This is fascinating to me. So, um, and again, slightly taboo. His um, ex was pregnant when we met. So he had a daughter already and a son on the way. So naturally I got phone calls that were very vicious and very nasty and like karma's going to get you. You're such a bitch. You're taking the, you know, the place of a woman who's pregnant from her friends, whatever, but it just, their relationship was over. They had mm-hmm. a little, you know, a little oopsie. It, it was a bit, you know, became to be the love of my life, little, uh, my steps on who I live for and adore. And when I met my husband and met his kids, I fell in love with them. They were amazing. And it felt very natural to me to step into the role of a step parent. And I adore those kids and they will be in my life forever. And I, I think that people put, it's everyone else's opinions on step parenting, not the connection that you make with the mm-hmm. children. You know, people yes. are often trying to like, people are so afraid to like replace a parent or, you know, overstep or do too much or upset the balance. You know, you just have to parent with true love in your heart and just think about like being in the moment with the kids and drown out all the noise because it is a lot of noise you know what's best for them and you know you have in-laws chiming in you have aunts and uncles chiming in everyone's chiming in you have to just focus on building a great strong relationship with the kids and being there for them and being there for them as simple as it is they were very little so I was lucky that I didn't have to deal with like you know, you're replacing my mother, you're replacing my father because they were so little. I was on like basic needs, you know, like diaper changing, feeding, Mm -hmm. playing, getting them to sleep. So I was lucky. I think it was easier that they were little. I think it would have been harder had they been older. Absolutely. I know my own daughter was two when she met my now husband. So she doesn't remember life before him. And in some ways that makes it easier, but In other ways, you know, she's now stepping into this life of like, wait a second. So he's always been there, but daddy was there. I'm so confused. And so I guess it has all of its challenges along the way. But Marge, you've seen it from the other end of the spectrum, older kids and having to. Yeah, they were 8, 14. And I was 24. They were 8, 14 and 16. Okay. And my ex-husband had full custody. Okay. Oh, did he? Yeah, full custody. His ex-wife lived in Florida. We had full custody of the kids. So I I raised my stepkids. Um, They never really saw their mom, maybe once or twice a year. So they were my whole life. So I was, I fell right into it. It was funny because I never, I felt like this was my life. I never thought I was going to get divorced. It wasn't that rough for me, truthfully. So that's why I think I was so devastated after 20 years of marriage, the way that two of my kids you know, took it. And I think it was the, it was the breakup of the family. Cause we were so bonded. The kids were so close to me. And then I had, we had a son together, uh, who's the, who's their half sibling, who's, you know, he's very close to his brothers and sisters. So mm-hmm. I loved being a stepmother. I didn't have the traditional problems of the, of the issue because they really didn't see their um, biological mom as much. Right. But the sad part is that when we did break up and they were very, very upset, even though they were grown adults mm-hmm. and they were grown adults. And, you know, they saw it as a major loss. And I don't know if it was abandonment issues or whatever it was, but two of my kids, two of my stepkids, a son and a daughter were very, very devastated. And I was so taken aback because I was like, but you were my whole life, you know, and everything about it. 
And so I, I couldn't believe it. And I think that was very um, traumatizing and very hard for me. It, yeah. Really. It's, it, I could start crying about it now, truthfully. I'm sure. No, I, I couldn't imagine. You know, I, I love my stepdaughter in ways I didn't realize you could love another child, you know, and, exactly. and that, and that's been years of learning to find the right balance of how to do it. Cause I'm so emotional and I'm all in all the time and yeah, I've never, never wanted to step on, you know, her mother's toes or anything like that. But I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in that position. Yeah, and, I was with him every single day. I mean, the high school graduation, the bar mitzvahs, the college graduation, you know, everything. So I think that was what also kept me in the marriage longer with the kids. Cause I was so yeah. attached to them. Like so, it is for many women, like it is for many is women. For many, which it is for many women. I mean, so that's, what I'm, so that's what was so hard. So being a step parent to me really was the same thing, you know, that Lexi's saying. I was just, it was about my relationship with the kids. I wasn't trying to replace their mother. I wasn't trying to do anything d- different, you know, or just, I would never trash the parents, you know, the opposite parent. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel competitive and it's just, you're just like an addition. Like an ex, an extra parent, you know. There's nothing written that you can only have two parents, right? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. Actually, call. I think I definitely called you, and I, I said to my husband when I found out I was pregnant, I was really nervous. Oh my god, am I going to love my kid as much as I love these kids? Like, which is so like you would think. Like it's the opposite situation, but I love them so much. I was like, oh god, will I love my kid this much? You know. But love is endless, and I, yeah, yeah. so much to give. Like. People get so wrapped up in like the rules of step parenting, but you've just got to go all in. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I, I also think from that, sorry, from that perspective, from that at the other end, we forget that the the biological mothers are allowed to feel a little bit threatened. They're allowed of to be nervous. Course. They're allowed to like I I when my own parents got divorced, my dad's mistress became my stepmom. And I I couldn't imagine what that was like for my mom. So that's where like, I think I carried the empathy into my own step-parenting relationship because I know it's only natural as a mom to be like, back the fuck up off my kids, please. And thank you. You know, I get that. And so I think it's like, that's where that balance comes in. So how was it? How did your stepkids take to the baby? Oh, I mean, it's funny because now there's another baby on the other side that's six weeks old. So they're going through it all again with that and with their stepfather. So, um, oh, they loved my son immediately. They were just like bonded. He cries every night that he He wants to be with with them. You know, that's the that's the hard thing. It's like when all the kids are not always together and now there's another kid added in. It's very complicated. And you have to keep reassuring everyone that. Everyone loves everyone, but I think that's the thing. We we have to break this traditional sense of family. Like I've always said, it's family is the most important thing, and it's so separate to be in a couple. Like being mm-hmm. a couple is one thing that takes work on its own, and if you don't do that work, it fails. And I am no stranger to that. Also, so I think keeping the family separate and like you know doing the work as a couple, it's a lot to manage. It's very difficult. Yeah. So speaking of managing Marge, Joe's children and you, how did you forge? How did you build that bridge? Now, now I will say that wasn't as easy at first. Like Joe's son, I, you know, was much easier. Joe's daughter, because obviously fathers and daughters, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were older. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think she saw her father changing. I think, you know, he was 
much more outgoing, happy with me. You know, we were, he, it was a different relationship. And then, then he had with, with his wife, her mother, um, though Joe is much, you know, his daughter is much closer with her father. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it was a little hard for her to see him, um, with me, but I was very embracing and, uh, it was a little rocky the, the first year or so, but she, and then everything was fine. Then everything was really great for her. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I think it was, I think it was hard. I think Joe, um, listen, she goes, he's different with you. And I said, he is different with me because a, I don't think he planned to be with still like me. We actually, we went on a TV show, you know, he didn't, you know, no one pictured that happening. Right. It's just, <laughs> We had a business. We had this. We we did have a crazy life before we were on the show and everything else. We had the Lexi and the girls and the house and we had all of that. So I think that maybe was hard for her. But Joe's kids are great. We're we're very lucky. They get along great with my son. They get along great with everybody else. So, but yeah, it was it was hard. But I was like, I was used to it. But I, you know what it is they. I was used to my other kids who embraced me so quickly. You know, they 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 weren't immediately like, "Oh my God, we love her." That was, it wasn't like that. And I was like, "Oh, but that's but that's me. important." You say that because I yes. think a lot of women who now find this amazing love after divorce are expecting yes. to recreate this like family picture. Yes. Yes. And yes. I always say no. Like that should not be the intention because it's if you force something, if you force a fart, it's shit. Isn't that what they yes. say? I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for my mouth. I can't. That's a good line. I'm going to steal it. I love it. That is good. But it's true. Like anything forced never feels right. And when it's children, you're really walking a fine line. So how did you like speak to how hard it was and how you overcame sort of the. No, it it was, it was very hard. Um, Same thing. It's just like, you can't compete with the kids. And I always say that to Joe about with my son, you can't, you don't want to compete with the kids. My kids are here. You're here. I'm sorry. The kids do come first. Though. Mm -hmm. We are a united front on a lot of things, but it's just like, you don't, I would give Joe a long time with him and his boy or him and his kids. I don't need to be at everything. It's not like, oh, I'm coming here. I'm coming there. There wasn't, that's not me. That's not even me to this day. A lot of times, you know, I'll go out alone with my son or I I would go flying, you know, or, or he'll go visit. Yes, we do things as a couple as whatever, but you still have to give the alone time and everything else. I just want to say, this isn't threatening. You still have, he's still your father. You're still number mm-hmm. one. You know, mm-hmm. no one, you know, the love the parent has for the child is, you know, is incomparable. Right. And that's what I always say. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not a competition, it, you know, and I don't want to get in between that, but it, so I was always very conscious of that. Don't you feel that? Well, I was yeah, like, because I also think it's very hard to be a step kid. Like I, I wasn't a stepkid. My my mom met someone after my father passed away, but I'm very conscious that I could see as my stepkids did get older, you know, there is a level of like guilt if they love you, but can yes. they, they also love mm-hmm. their mom? Like, I know I have unlimited love. I tell them all the time, your heart is big enough to love a thousand people in the world. Mm-hmm. But, they, but there is a guilt that goes with being a stepkid too. So I think people have to yes. try very carefully around that because- if they enjoy being with you, there's a portion of them at some point when they start to become aware that, oh God, this is not my mom and I do love them. And is it okay to love someone else that's not my mom and enjoy being with them and spend time with them? So it's, there's so many layers. Yeah, there's it's so complex. Very, it is very complex. And I, and I always was like, 
you know, I didn't want to force myself down anybody's throat and let them, you know, come to me a little easier. Try and be gracious. Try not to overstep. Yeah. I mean, I'm a strong personality. <laughs> I mean, to say the least. So I didn't want to be too much. Well, I'm, I'm writing this down because I, I want to call attention to that when we, when we promote this episode, because that's what it is. If you force it, it just it's like, you know, you're forcing a kid to eat vegetables. They're much more likely to eat it. If you leave it right there and walk away and you don't say anything, it has to be a natural gravitational pull. And and I think a lot of, and I don't want to say this about women, but I'm just saying, it's just like, you cannot be competitive with someone's children. No. And just like, I always, it's ridiculous. It's just like, it's not a competition. It's like you And it's just like, it's okay for you to have alone time with your own children. It's okay for your new partner to have alone time with their kids. It's great to do things as a family, but you don't always have to do things together. Mm -hmm. Because it is is too much. And I think people feel guilty about that for some reason. And it never bothered me, you know, when Joe has alone time with his kids. I'm like, no, go do it. It's okay. Not a big deal. Well, that's, that's how I, I earned my own stepdaughter's trust. You know, my, my husband, wonderful as he is, wanted to include me in all of their time. And I was like, no, I remember feeling so threatened by my stepmom. She was young and she was pretty. And my dad was so into her and I just felt like completely replaced. And I remember just saying, you guys do your thing when she wants me there, I'm there. And so I waited for her to reach out and her to say, please come. And I think that's important, but back to that guilt piece, women in a second marriage, or in a new relationship where a family's being blended, they think the kids on both ends are missing this family piece. They're not. It's not this, you know, Sunday dinner ideal in their head that they want. They just want the security with each parent, regardless of what that looks like. And I think that that's what a lot of people have to remind themselves of before they start imagining what their kids really need when they don't. Well, I think that's also one of the things that makes people stay so much longer is they're so afraid to like, upset the balance and ruin their kids' lives. And the fact of the matter is kids need security mm-hmm. and that comes in many forms. It doesn't come in just like a secure family unit or having Sunday lunch because that's not necessarily a happy unit. If you make your kids feel confident, secure and loved and you pet co-parent on the same page, your kids will be fine. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's so true. It's it's exactly the case. And yeah, yeah, so I feel like I've navigated the step-parent thing, the parent thing the right way. But it is it is difficult. And I think people beat themselves up about it and want things very instantaneously. But I think every relationship, be it your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your own kids, your relationship with your stepkids, it's work. Nothing is comes easy that's worth it right? And it's a, it's a relationship and, and it has to work. And I think I, I've seen a lot of women, like, I hate to say it, some of my girlfriends, you know, outside the show, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, complain about someone's kids or this or that, that I, then I have a fit. If you're a bad mm-hmm. stepmother, I don't, I don't want to know. I have to yeah, be honest. Same. That's I, agree. Agree. I can't be friends with someone like that. Anybody who complains about the stepkids, yeah. I have a rage. I literally have a rage. I get that also in my DMs. I'm, you know, I'm dating a guy. Can you give me advice? I'm dating a a guy who has kids. He's co-parenting. And I feel like he's, you know, constantly giving into the whims of his ex-spouse or he's always dropping everything for the kids. And I'm like, well, then honey, you're in the wrong relationship for you because a man should remain in contact with his ex. A man should be willing to drop everything for his kids. And it's not, it's, listen, it's a, it's a heavy load to carry for somebody 
who doesn't have children of their own or doesn't necessarily want any, you have to ask yourself why you're getting into a relationship with somebody with children if you don't want to be there for them all the time or accept that their other parent will be. Exactly. I, yeah, I always did that. You know, anything, you know, my Joe, Joe always makes fun of me because he always says, Margaret's kid here, everybody else over yeah. here, you know, oh, dead that call, cool. dead it right out the door. And I'm like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's, that's too bad. So sad. That's how it has to be. I know. I know. And and I say, I make fun of him on the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It, his kids call. It's like, you know, we're on vacation. The phone's right. To, we're, we're both the exact same. What? You are. Right? Listen, if you, you too. Right, I mean, oh, like, but that's right. why it works because you guys that's have that understanding, yes. you know, like my, my husband knows that when my daughter is with her dad, I can't function or breathe until I get that phone call in the morning. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if JLo's coming over for brunch. I cannot, <laughs> I can't do anything. And he's the same way with his daughter. He has a teenage daughter now. And until he hears from her, he's like a ghost. Of of so that's, that's, I mean, but that's life with children. Hey everyone, I've now added courses to my website because you know what? There can never be enough information out there as you're navigating divorce and co-parenting. Am I right? So if you're just thinking of getting divorced and don't know where to start, I have the perfect course for you. It's called, It's Time to Leave My Marriage. Now what? And it gives you all the steps from what questions to ask your lawyer to when to even reach out to a lawyer, how to break the news to your ex and your family, and most importantly, how to handle it with your kids. My other course is how to safeguard your relationship with your children when you're dealing with a high conflict ex-spouse. You know, if you have someone who's gonna badmouth you in front of the kids. All of this is important stuff to know. So head on over to my website, momsmovingon.com and check out the courses tab today. How is it already 2022? Wow. Well, you know what that means. In just a few short weeks, my first book, Mom's Moving On, Real Life Advice for Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self will finally be out in stores. But it is available for pre-order now. So don't forget to grab a hold of that because for everybody who pre-orders, I'll be holding a special publishing day event just for you. Email info at momsmovingon.com for more information. I want to talk one last thing about trusting your gut. You knew in your gut yes. that Joe was the man for you, regardless of what the situation was yes. in your life. What would you say to a woman who feels it in her gut, but is so scared to take the next move for whatever reason? I think I say to a woman, you have to trust your gut, but then you have to don't don't wait too long and, and do it the right way. And just make, make the moves for yourself because you know what? Life is short and you're, you deserve to be happy. Your ex, your future ex spouse deserves to be with someone who really loves them and deserves to be happy as well. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange your, you know, your spouse, because it's not, it's not fair to them either. Like I always said to my ex-husband, you deserve to be with someone who worships you. Mm-hmm. And and loves you the way you should be loved. I used to be madly in love with him. I'm not gonna lie. I was madly in love with him, and I think we were madly in love with each other at a, at a, a very for a very long yeah. time in our relationship. And we still love each other because you know because of the kids, and, and we respect each other because of that. But 
the love change. And, and it was just not a good relationship. And, and I think that's what I would say to someone, trust your gut. And even though it's very scary, life will change, but you deserve to be happy. And, and that's, what's really important. And so does your, so does your ex-spouse, because if you're not happy, believe me, they're not happy. Even though your they kids think are they're not happy, happy. not happy. And your and kids you, aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Your kids aren't happy. And Lexi for you. Yes. You know, I, it's funny. We've talked about this before. Um, I'll, I'll be totally transparent. My, my marriage, my is over, you know, um, I am dealing with a separation right now, which is more complicated because I do love my stepkids and I have to figure out what the future of that looks like. And it's funny. A lot mm-hmm. of people said, Oh, get a boyfriend. You'll feel better. And I, sometimes it's hard because when you're leaving because you're not happy, there's nothing to blame it on. You have to confront the situation and say, I am not happy. And it's funny because Adele's album came out and that was a lot of what she was saying. I'm just not happy. It's not like there was someone else. It's not like there was any excuse. There wasn't like a traumatic experience. I'm just not happy. I think that's one of the hardest things for women to fathom in the world. Because like you said earlier, we're just not programmed to put ourselves first and to admit that something is missing from our lives and we have big jobs and we have happy families and when your relationship changes and the love goes into something that's not the the current love that you need you feel incredibly guilty and it's very hard to face that but i can say i've had a very rough time recently but i'm feeling happier content empowered and so far so good with all the kids because we're co-parenting nicely we're showing love united front we're doing things as a family still we're sitting down to dinner we're doing the things we got to do and that's the way it goes i'm i'm sure when we move in a few well but like two months we're going to move separate move that's going to be hard but mm-hmm. challenges keep coming up and we just keep communicating just keep trying to push through and just keep trying to stay on the same page but it's rough but it can be done you know and you do deserve to be truly happy your best life fulfilled and being on your own is scary but I'm happy to to do that I'm happy to like take those steps and be like you know what it's me and my son I'll see my stepkids you everyone's like this is not gonna work your stepkids stay for your family I you know I fought long and hard with my in-laws about this who are old school and believed we should stay together for the kids and it just I had to stand my ground and I know in the long run Mm-hmm. everyone will be better for it. And I refuse to believe otherwise. That's a hundred percent how I felt. You know, sure. it's painful. It sucks that it had to be, but I knew in my heart of hearts that there was a whole other life out there that I had to explore. So kudos to trusting your gut. And also to start, you're so early on in the process to be so committed to amicability and and not carrying resentment and anger around, you know, as a divorce and co-parenting specialist, I can say, the way you set the tone for the divorce is how the rest of your co-parenting life will go. So good on you. You guys are amazing. Oh, you know, so are you. You. So my are biggest, you. my biggest thing is the authenticity and the, the vulnerability a little bit, you know, you, you put yourself out there in a big, bad way. You own it. You are unapologetic and look how the world has responded. Like your life has worked out the way it was meant to. The dust settles, everything yes. works out. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Now, um, and there was something that you said when you were on our podcast um, about guilt and shame. Yes, and I, I love think, that. You like know, you said that, like, 
we carry around the shame that society puts on us. If people aren't authentic, honest, open, and vulnerable about the way they feel and the changes they want to make, that shame just perpetuates and mm-hmm. no one ever going to be true. able to break free from that. I agree. I agree. Yep. And I think there's a lot of shame and, and people carry it and then put it on to everybody else and in their family. Yeah. And, and it's rough and it's, and it's not healthy and people have got to stop that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when, when people come to me and they're freaking out about what are people going to say or what are people like are going to, are going to think about me. I always put it on the kids. What will your children say when they grow up and they're able to say, my mother set the standard for happiness, for how to find it, for how to go after it, for teaching us that you can. And I think that's the very big lesson in all of that. Um, I can't let this podcast end without asking about Marge Sr. Big fan. (laughs) How is she? Will we see her this season? Yes, we see her this season. We see Marge Sr. Um, We have a big birthday party for her, which is great. So she's doing fabulous. I mean, she's very, she's very funny. She's, she's always living her best life unapologetically. But I think that's, that's where you got it from though. You had to have, you know, taken a page from her book. I know my strength and resiliency and independent streak comes from my own mother. So good for her. Marge Singer is the greatest. I mean, she's a little delusional, but she's great. I mean, she's amazing. No, she is hysterical. And you know, she lives next door to Lexi. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my son goes over every night and she rubs his feet and feeds him chocolates on the sofa while she puts his favorite cartoons on. I cannot. Yes. I mean, both about living their best life, the two of them. Yes. I'm like, see I'm going to CBS. I'm going to the, the gym and that, <laughs> they're living their best life together. So it's That's both. amazing. Well, yeah. I love that you two have each other. So what does the future of your podcast look like? Will there be more books in the works? What are, what are we going well, on? I think- you know, podcasts still going to be going strong, having great people on like yourself, disruptors, entrepreneurs. We're starting a company together, which we're, we're working on. Cause I said, you know, we're always moving and shaking and hustling, which is amazing mocktail called soiree. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. which, excited, which is actually coming out very soon, like yes. very soon. Um, we're just waiting for some last minute things on it. Cause I don't drink and Lexi does and drink. Do. So it's spikeable. <laughs> So it's spikeable. very, it's very spikeable. It's, <laughs> no, it's yeah. very, I guess that's the thing to say. You can mix it your favorite that's spirit, it. it's right? A, it's an all-inclusive. You could drink it with, you know, if you're pregnant, if you're throwing a baby yeah. shower, the poor, you know, mom-to-be doesn't have to have like an iced tea, you know? When is you- it out? I want to serve this at my party. Yeah, it's going to be coming out hopefully in a few yeah, weeks. Few we're weeks, waiting. Yeah. We're waiting from the bottler, but it's great. It's in slim cans. There's four very elevated flavors. It's it's lightly sparkling because I don't like a lot of fizz. And it's low calorie. And it's low calorie, forty five calories low for sugar, twelve all ounces. Natural, natural. Yeah, real juice. And it's it happens to take great. Uh, taste great. Taste I good. mean, very refreshing. Um, what we have great flavors. The, we the cucumber wine is great. We have a cucumber splash. We have a margarita. Yeah, a margarita. Oh, I love- which yeah, is we have passion fruit, guava, and rose yeah. margarita. So the very elevated flavors: a tejito, chamomile, mint. Really delicious. Watermelon, flavors. chamomile, mint. Yeah, it's great. I would be spiking these. I got to say, I mean, yeah, but- they're good. Yeah, they're good to spike. Both. We let other people spike them, and it's easy because you could just. And you can get two drinks easily out of it. And yeah. the, the redeeming thing is it's low calorie. They're great. But I could drink them because I'm sick of drinking iced tea. And everybody's right. like, hey, Marge, why aren't you drinking? And they and they look pretty in a glass. And I love them. Because yeah. every time I go out, I'm like, oh, where's your mocktail menu? It's true. 
Good for you, actually. I, I stopped drinking for a significant period of time and I feel much better without it. But, you know, every once in a while, you got to make the mock a cock, you know? <laughs> All right. right. Ladies, okay. this has been amazing. Um, we're loving this new season. Can't wait to see what's in store. Thank you uh, so much. Recording this, we've had two episodes of Jersey out already, but there's how many this season? Uh, I don't know, but more. I don't know. We haven't confirmed uh, the number yet. Do they let you watch them before they come out? Yeah, just like okay. a few, only like two days. Not are you allowed? Are you allowed to be like, no, don't air that? Yeah. No. God, no. I would be so paranoid all the time about every angle and everything uh, coming out of my mouth because I don't think no, before no, I speak. No, mm-hmm. but that's listen, same thing. That's good TV. And that's good TV. That's good TV. It's like crazy. Yeah. Listen, well, everybody, but whatever. Everybody check out the Caviar Tuna Fish podcast. I'm going to link everything. I will link Margaret's book, which is hilarious. And Lexi, you have to follow. She's a doll. See you guys this season. Hopefully have you guys on again. Everybody who's listening, thanks for being here. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Michelle. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process. From legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.